what are the options I have? What, what, what's going to be the most reliable and what's going to be more cost effective? And how can you ensure that I am also able to track that shipment? So. And I want a good show, damn it. Great for a good show. You went awesome. Yeah. I'm excited <laughs> to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you for yes. Welcome to another episode of the Ecom Show. I am your host, Andrew Maff, as usual. And today I am joined by the amazing Tom Byun, who is the North American president over at Sendle. Tom, how are you doing? You ready for a good show? Yeah, I'm very excited. Thanks for having me on, Andrew. Yeah, super excited to have you on. Um, really looking forward to this one. Love talking about everything between operations all the way into shipping. And we're going to, it's going to get, it's going to be super fun. So let's kick yeah. it off. The usual way I always like to do this, pretend that no one knows who you are, no one knows anything about Sendel, and let you kind of do a little bit of an introduction. So why don't you tell us a little about yourself, a little about Sendel, and we'll take it from there, okay? Sounds great. Yeah, so um, as you noted, I head up our North America business. Uh, we provide, we're a carrier both in the U.S. and Canada, so I'll talk about that a bit. Uh, but I've been in the e-commerce space actually quite some time. I started out my career at Yahoo. There used to be something called Yahoo Small Business. So I used to Throwback. run- <laughs> our, our Yahoo stores business. Uh, I was the GM overseeing that business. Um, so very familiar with e-commerce and that's where I kind of got my first foray into e-commerce. From there, I then went into a couple of other companies. I was at a com- company called LivePerson, which provided chat messaging. Uh, a lot of it was around e-commerce as well, helping retailers and online businesses, you know, do live support and marketing. And then uh, over the last uh, five, 10 years, I've been also at some, some of the larger companies like Google, before I came to Sendo, I was at uh, Facebook, which eventually became Meta. And I was also uh, uh, responsible for heading up our go-to-market for uh, Facebook's e-commerce efforts when we started launching what's called Shops on Facebook and Instagram. So I was responsible for driving that rollout across uh, our massive audience of SMB uh, customers uh, across a various portfolio of businesses at, at, uh, at Meta. And, and then uh, fast forward... After that, I, I joined Sendo. Um, it was a great opportunity to join a company on a mission to really help SMBs. And it's very much a mission that I've believed in in, in many years I've been in and where oftentimes you feel like small businesses often get the short end of the stick. They don't always have the great option. You know, They don't have the best prices, mm-hmm. whether it's you're talking about a software product or you're talking about shipping. And in this case, uh, James uh, Moody, who, uh, Jim Moody, who is our founder, uh, who founded the company, Back in uh, 2014 in Australia, I realized like there is a not a great uh, cost efficient, reliable uh, shipping option, uh, particularly in Australia in that case, uh, when he was running a secondhand uh, business uh, for shipping. So he decided to launch a carrier and fast forward into the U.S. when we launched 2019, uh, essentially rolled out a, a we are as a carrier to help small businesses really have an alternate carrying carrier option. Versus kind of the your run of the mill 
of players out there. Um, and especially because they don't often have the economies of scale. So we wanted to make sure that yeah. we're providing pricing that's competitive. And I'd be glad to go into also how, you know, shipping is very expensive for a lot of small businesses and why I think we're, yeah, we're providing true value here. So. Yeah. Beautiful. So I know there is, at least in their space, there's a handful of competitors. There's also the bigger, like you have the UPS and the FedEx and things like that. How do you differentiate yourselves from a 3PL, from the UPS, the FedExes of the world? Like what's, what's the process like and where do you stand? Yeah, sure. Yeah. As you noticed, uh, there are what's called 3PLs. There's what's what you often also call aggregators. These are platforms that provide multiple carriers and provide shipping rates and print labels. Uh, we actually partner with a fair amount of them, uh, both whether you call them the, the shipping platform aggregators or 3PLs, but we are essentially an end-to-end carrier. Um, we're here. We take out a lot of the guesswork. If you're a small business, whether you are sending one package or 20 or 200 or more per month, uh, whether that's in U.S. or Canada, we are a carrier, much like UPS or USPS or some of the or FedEx, and we have everything from a three-day guarantee all the way through, you know, kind of the longer haul, you know, like eight-day kind of up to about eight-day type of a, a solution. And we provide also customer support, um, okay, tracking, and how do we do this? We actually do this by actually uh, building a what we call a multi-carrier network. We work with a bunch of partners and care to make sure that we optimize the, the best um, really route and pricing and reliable option. Uh, but again, as I mentioned, we try to take a lot of that lift out for you as a small business. It's all about you as a small business. How do I get, what are the options I have? What are, what are, what's going to be the most reliable and what's going to be more cost effective? And how can you ensure that I am also able to track that shipment? So and, and in that sense, we are a carrier much like any other carriers out there. Interesting. So that obviously stems a very slightly different question. Um, at the time of this airing, it would have been long gone, but we did just find out, I think it was today or yesterday, the UPS yeah, yeah. will not be going on the strike. Yeah. So we're all clean and clear there. But can you explain a little bit what would have happened if they actually went into a strike? Because that is, as far as I know, I can't remember the last time that ever happened. If it ever happened, I don't even know. So can you tell us a little bit about like what would have happened and then obviously what the benefit of having something like a Sendal in place would have helped from that yeah, situation? For sure. And obviously the, the news hit the wire um, uh, yesterday and yeah, um, it, this did happen. Um, again, I'm trying to trace back, but it's been a while, but there wasn't a while back where there was a major strike and it was highly disruptive. Um, a couple of things I would say, uh, again, someone who's not necessarily a veteran in the shipping space, but as I've learned and kind of seen what goes on, and I talked to a lot of small businesses day to day as well as some of the larger merchants, one of the things that would have happened is that particularly if you're a larger shipper, you are, in many instances, uh, many of the larger shippers or larger uh, commerce businesses are diversified. They're using, let's say, UPS or FedEx or one of the regional carriers. Mm-hmm. In the case of a lot of small businesses, you know, carrier diversification or, you know, it's, it's like a foreign term. I don't even know what that means. And so I think what one of the impacts that you would have seen is one, uh, for sure, whether you're a small business all the way up to a large business, there would have been some major impact because UPS, you know, is drives and delivers, you know, a huge, huge amount of volume uh, across the U.S. So if the strike would have happened, it would have been you know, quite crippling and uh, it would have um, meant like, you know, uh, both us 
uh, FedEx and other carriers would have definitely helped pick up the lift. But having said that, it would have also been pretty crippling for a lot of businesses that just have not uh, set up to um, you know, have alternative carriers. The other thing I would have noted, I think small businesses would have been also um, impacted more because they, uh, you know, they're often now, uh, they don't, again, as I mentioned, they don't have these great contracts with FedEx or others where they are, they can have economy, better pricing. Uh, and this is where I think yeah. Sendo would have been extremely valuable. But even now, even the strike has, has, has you know, is not likely to happen. There's still benefit today. Again, I think whether it's now or in the future, what we call diversification is something that's important for small businesses, regardless of whether there's a strike. Sometimes it could be some natural disaster that happens. It could be some other event that happens. And you want to make sure that yeah. whether you are using USPS, Sendo, or any of us, any other carriers, you, ha- you think about making sure that you've got alternative options. And we saw this also during the pandemic where it was a meteoric rise and there was you know, it definitely um, yeah. a lot of a demand and capacity was really very, very much stretched. Gotcha. So let me just make sure I have this right. So for basically what happens, let's assume I'm an e-commerce seller. Yeah. I'm shipping out a product. Maybe I have it at a warehouse. I use something like a Sendle to help me figure out the diversification of these different carriers and then the crazy pricing and stuff that they that they have. And then through there, that basically gets all get all gets essentially mapped out through that direction. Is that more or less in the right area? I would actually even simplify it further. Um, if... If you are a merchant right. today, and let's say you are shipping, you you you, uh, you know one of our customers actually does uh, they build wooden toys. Uh, I have a customer that also sell supplements. You know, so we have customers a variety of different ranges, and they're looking to ship something, say from Chicago to New York, or you know something maybe from Canada to the U.S. They're going to go to Sendle.com and actually look at different rates, and then essentially uh, print their labels. And someone will come by uh, to pick up their shipment or they can drop it off as well. So it's really, very straightforward. Um, uh, we are not a what you call a rate shopping platform, meaning you're not going to go on Sendle and try to yeah. find, you know, FedEx or UPS rates. That's what someone like uh, ShipStation or, you know, ShipRush, their platforms are out there. We work with them. Yeah. We actually are a carrier that will show up, you know, that that you become available on these on these platforms as well. Um the, the, the other benefit I did want to mention, I didn't, you know, I've omitted is we are also hundred percent carbon neutral. So one of the things that I've, I was going to get um, to that one. <laughs> years and, yeah, I've, I've heard this from merchants too, is like, Hey, that carbon <laughs> neutral option is actually appealing to me, but also to, um, uh, people that are buying my products. And, um, mm-hmm. and that's another thing I, I didn't want to mention as well. Yeah. And now that's a really big push, right? Like that, I would imagine that that is got to be a really big selling point simply because there's a ton of brands out there that are going to, you know, the carbon neutral shipping, the, uh, you know, sustainable packaging, that kind of stuff. Like it, it's the, in fact, we had, a we had someone on the show a few months ago that was discussing that, that that was what they were doing. And it's going to kill me that I can't remember their name. Um, <laughs> but that, so I know that whole approach becomes a really big marketing aspect for a lot of the different sellers. So is that, how do you map that out? How are you able to kind of like facilitate that? Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, I, there's a couple of things that we do. Uh, one, um, let me also just provide some context because uh, I think the magnitude of, you know, carbon emissions and, and, you know, everyone obviously now reading about, you know, warmer climate and what's happening. And yeah. I'll share a couple of stats, uh, stats, you know, with, 
obviously e-commerce has expand, uh, accelerated significantly and e-commerce um, shipping alone could grow from like three to 17% of global greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. So that's just going to continue to grow. And one of the ways we as a company are not only educating shippers, you know, as you noted, like use, you know, maybe compostables or we use repackaging. You know, there's things you can do as a commerce merchant that you, you should be doing with your packaging options and shipping options. Second, we actually as a company, what we do is what, what we do is uh, we do a carbon offset today. So, for example, for every product you ship. We do an offset. We work with a company called SoftPole, where they reinvest in, um, say, uh, projects in different parts of the world that helps offset yeah. uh, emissions. Now, that is one thing we're doing. I spoke at a conference in Washington, D.C. Uh, a while back where I also mentioned uh, Sendo as a company is also looking at going what's called carbon net zero, meaning beyond what you call carbon offsetting. We're also looking at our operation, everything from you know how we actually – uh, you work with partners are using green fleets, et cetera. But how do we make sure that mm -hmm. we are actually reducing carbon emissions through our operation and, and getting to net zero as well? Wow. So how is, so the entire company, just the operations is actually attempting to go into a complete net zero for that whole direction. So that's a, that's gotta be a pretty big lift, right? Yeah, it's a big lift. I mean, our goal is to get there by 2030. So it's not a easy overnight <laughs> lift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have some time. Uh, but we've, <laughs> we've started mapping out our strategy there. Uh, we're looking at everything from how, you know, the, you know, the, the partners we work with, uh, you know, the, the, the carriers we work with, as well as how our employees are staffed and how the, what kind of software we're using as well. So across the board, we're trying to map out what our mission is yeah. and how do we get net zero, as I mentioned. Nice. So yeah. what about shipping times? It's a big issue. It, it's, you know, we do a lot of work with like DTC sellers selling on their own website who are constantly battling Amazon and trying to get to people's stuff in like two or three days or whatever it is now. Right. And that's a constant headache of people are, you know, they want to place an order on a website, but then they got to wait like a week or two before it shows up. And they're so used For to sure. Amazon that becomes a problem. One of the things I was asking about was the shipping time. So I know you have the Amazon of the world, obviously, that's getting stuff to people in like a day, two days, three days, whatever. And so what's the shipping times like? How are people able to get to, you know, they want to see basically what I'm trying to get at. We have these DTC sellers all the time that are like, I want to get stuff to our customers so much faster because otherwise, why wouldn't they just go to Amazon? And so what is the shipping time like if they're working with Sendle? Is there any kind of option on how fast they can get to someone? Like, what's that whole process like? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll actually answer two things. One, I'll talk about our, our options. And then two, some of the trends I'm seeing with uh, shippers as well as like uh, consumers and, and the, the option I'm looking for. So with Sendo, we have everything from what we call the three-day guarantee. So we'll, we'll guarantee that it'll go get there in three days. If not, we actually oh, refund you uh, a shipping cost all the way up. To, and then we have what's called Saver, which is our kind of economical, uh, econ economical option, all the way to what we'll call preferred. And, you know, Saver usually will get they're in routine about two to eight days. One of the things that we do is we want to make sure we're providing options. And so again, yeah. in the case, maybe some of the shipper you highlighted, there's someone who wants to get a document to someone the next day, or, you know, it's a perishable item or, you know, whatever it might be, they want to make sure it gets there in, in you know, a couple of days uh, or a day or less. So, so we have a couple options there. One the other thing I do want to highlight is there was always kind of, there was kind of that mantra over the last, you know, how many, you know, five, 10 years around faster is always better. And one of the things we're seeing is it actually depends 
we're finding that there's a consumer sentiment and recognition that with faster shipment options, sometimes there is um, um, carbon emission impact as well. Secondly, is that sure. um, for things like returns, you know, and, and as I work with uh, both uh, companies uh, that are doing providing return options, sometimes slower is okay. And because either as a company, an e-commerce merchant, I'm less concerned about how fast it comes back to me. And also as a, as a uh, consumer, it doesn't matter to me. So it really depends. And I think yeah. having options is important, but I agree that, you know, uh, kind of the expedited option is important. That's what we introduced three day and make sure we have an offering that's also competitive to UPS and other carriers out there. Gotcha. How does it work if someone's leveraging a 3PL or they can, obviously if they're ordering, if they need Sendal to, you know, do the pickup and everything, that's just another option as if they were to pick like a UPS or a FedEx or something like that, correct? That is correct. Correct. So, you know, as, as I mentioned, we do work with uh, 3PLs. Uh, we also work with yeah. platforms that allow you to do rate shopping. And we are another carrier that just uh, uh, will appear on there. You can also get all the benefits like uh, tracking your shipments once you actually go through uh, those partners, uh, those uh, shipment uh, shipping partners as well. So what if you have multiple 3PLs? Because I know from a delivery perspective, if you've got, you know, basically the whole reason Amazon's able to get stuff to people so fast because they have warehouses all over the country. So if you've got, if you're a large enough seller and you've got, let's say, several warehouses across the country, are there ways for them to offer different pricing tiers based on where that product is in a certain 3PL? Like, how does that process work? Yeah, Actually, uh, twofold. One is we do work with very, uh, uh, you know, I'll say what we'll call small, medium uh, merchants or some that are doing, say, thousands of volume per day. If you are mm-hmm. going to be, you know, someone that actually has multiple warehouses and doing, say, you know, over, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 shipments a month, it may not necessarily be the best solution because we do, we, we did, we started with the premise of like, let's serve uh, with the small business all the way up to, you know, growing a uh, small business as well. The second thing I would highlight is with if you are working with the 3PL, as I mentioned, we work with multiple carriers and that's where we have multi-carrier network. So that uh, if you are you've got your shipment going from one, um, you know, one place to another and you may have, um, you know, again, we take the guesswork out of like which carriers you may want to use. If you have multiple warehouses and your shipment is going, um, you know, and you're working with the 3PL, we will work with the tech trade partner. But we're not necessarily designed for companies, again, with very, very vast, complex um, infrastructure. Yeah. I like that. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So where do you see this going as time goes on? Obviously, Sendel continuing to expand. Like, what is the next step? I, I Clearly, you're going into the whole net, net zero carbon neutral thing. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we got some time on that one. So yeah. what's, what else is, what's the next step? How is Sendel kind of expanding from there? Yeah, a, a couple of ways. And I'm very super excited about, you know, having uh, joined Sendel. And as we continue to grow in, in the U.S., we recently launched in Canada. And, you know, I talk to customers every day and they're giving me feedback. Tom, like, I'm glad there's actually an alternate carrier to, you know, I would call the incumbents. Oh, and yeah. you're providing... <laughs> you know, very low, efficient, pri- uh, low pricing, reliable. And uh, not only that, um, you know, you're providing good customer support. We provide customer support 24-7. Where's my shipment? Where's my parcel? That's often like the most, you know, basic question someone asks. And we have someone, uh, we have yeah. provide support to do that. So I think we want to make sure we are continue to get that story out there because I think a lot of folks still don't know Sendo. So I think we have an opportunity to continue to kind of, you know, get the name out there and make sure we're helping small businesses. 
The second thing I would highlight is, and as you probably well know, um, you know, covering e-commerce and working with merchants that also may be shipping to Canada and also, you know, maybe Canadian companies shipping to U.S. One of the things that we know is that we want to make sure that we're also providing a, a great option for uh, people that are doing uh, cross-border shipping. So that's an area that we have, uh, you know, we launched in Canada last fall. We introduced cross-border shipping earlier this part of this year. And so I think that's something that we're going to continue to invest in and make sure we're providing that offering because e-commerce is not only a domestic business, it is a cross-border business. Yeah. And it's something that we're going to be yeah. focusing on. You know, one quick stat, we did a survey uh, last year, uh, last fall, and uh, with uh, Canadians and something like, I think almost three quarters of Canadians said they were frustrated with courier services in Canada. Uh, nearly two thirds of Canadian consumers have <laughs> abandoned their shopping carts okay, because of the shipping costs. And so I think we wanted to make sure that we, we would provide an alternative offering to small businesses, whether they're, you know, that are shipping domestically in Canada, but also shipping from Canada to the U.S. as well. That's awesome. Cause I know that is a major complaint. I, we talk about it all the time about sellers that are looking to kind of start to venture into going a little bit more international. And obviously if you're in the States, Canada's a very likely next step, or if you're in Canada, the States is obviously a very likely next step. So it sounds like it's pretty nice that you can actually figure out a really inexpensive way to get some shipping done. Cause that was always the biggest complaint was like, we can't do it because the price point. Yeah, I fully agree with you. Uh, and it's a particularly pain point from Canada to the U.S. or within Canada. So we're addressing that. I think U.S. international, uh, I think, you know, we uh, we have a product that's available today. We ship to 180 countries, uh, but that's an area that we are continue, we will continue to invest in the future as well. That's awesome. Tom, thank you so much. Really appreciate you having on the show. Uh, ton of information. Very awesome. Really appreciate it. I'd love to give you an opportunity to let everyone know where they can find out more about you. And then of course, more about Sendle. Great. Yeah. You can uh, look us up on uh, Sendle.com and that's where you'll get all the information, everything I highlighted around from carbon neutral, all of our activities, all the way through our saver preferred and three day guaranteed product and all the great things that we provide for small businesses. Thanks for having me on today. It was ex yeah. super exciting. Yeah. Thank you as well. Obviously, everyone who tuned in, thank you also. Please make sure you do the usual and rate, review, subscribe on whichever podcast platform you prefer or head over to the Ecom show to check out all of our previous episodes. But as usual, thank you all for joining us and we'll see you all next time. How are we going? Thank you for tuning in to the Ecom show. Head over to ecomshow.com to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or on the Blue Tusker YouTube channel. The Ecom show is brought to you by Blue Tusker a full-service digital marketing company specifically for e-commerce sellers looking to accelerate their growth. Go to bluetusker.com now for more information. Make sure to tune in next week for another amazing episode of The Ecom Show.